many blessings. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you're going to do in our lives. We give you praise and we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. As we can go to the word of the Lord today, uh, the book of John, John chapter 3 and verse 16. Amen. Maybe you know it or heard of it before. Um, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Man, what a great promise that there is in the Word of God. Aren't you thankful that He came and He died and He gave us an opportunity to have everlasting life with Him that we would not perish? Amen. And so I want to preach to you today about believing in Him, believing in Him. Turn to a few people and shake their hands or wave at them or greet them as you're seated today. Man, as we as we get started, um, if you can pick a number, pick a number between one and nine. Don't tell anybody what it is. Pick a number between one and nine. Okay, if you got that number, multiply that by nine. Multiply that by nine. I know we didn't say. Yeah, we lost half the church here already. We didn't put our we didn't put our school our school cap is long gone somewhere else. Uh, so uh, multiply your number by nine. Okay, so you have your number, and so you want to add the two numbers together. So if you've got twenty one, right, you sh- which means you probably math is probably not your favorite thing. But if you got twenty one, you want to add the one and two together. Okay. So whatever number you have, add those two numbers together, okay, and uh, subtract five. Subtract five. This is it. This is it. Subtract five, okay. So I'm going to guess, I'm going to take a guess. Your number is four. All right. Anybody else get? All right. So I got some. I, I might be able to make a living a little bit. Eat at the dollar menu somewhere off that. But, um, but there are always people out there that are trying to make a living uh, with things like that. Gimmicks and, and tricks and uh, deceiving people, defrauding other people. Um, all, even, even in such a tragedy as we've experienced as a community down here, we've had tons and tons of help just showing up. Uh, and we're grateful for that, uh, all the help everywhere that this community has come together. Um, and uh, as I pivot there, um, if you need anything, uh, we, are, we have some resources, and so we want to be a help too. We've been helping uh, people that we know of, and so uh, if you need something in your life, uh, just ask somebody and we'll, we'll get to you and help out the best way that we can. Uh, but while we've been doing this as uh, uh, the past few weeks, trying to recover from the storm, 
um, most people are here to help, but every now and again we, we've seen the headlines that there are people that are here not for the best intentions. They're coming here to deceive and, and to take, uh, defraud others and to take of other things uh, and to rob and to cheat and to steal um, things down here. And thankfully they're being caught. And, uh, but we know that there's people like that in the world. Um, and you may, like me, get uh, phone calls almost every day just from, from random people who just want to help you over the phone. Whether they know how, they just happen to know your phone's broken, or they happen to know whatever, whatever it is. But the little piece of information that they have from you, of you, they try to use that, and they, uh, you know, they want to help the help me fight the IRS or or whatever. All they need is my social security number, and they'll just help me out. Such nice people out there. Uh, you know, and um, it, it's nice to know that uh, good people are still out there trying to help people out. But uh, I want to tell you today that there is somebody uh, that you don't have to worry about getting duped by. There's somebody that, uh, that will tell you the truth that you can lean upon, and his name is Jesus, that you don't have to be afraid of him. You don't got to be worried about him. He's not going to defraud you. He's not going to stab you in the back or mislead you. No, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and Jesus does not change. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't have moods and emotions like we do. We can wake up one day and be somebody different. But I'm thankful that our God is the same, and we can always go to him no matter how bad things are in my life. I can go to him because he's going to be there. He's going to be faithful, and he's going to have his love and his mercy and his grace uh, there every time we go to him. And so uh, Jesus said that he came so that we could have life and we can have it more abundantly. Amen. And so how many uh, people do you know want to have an abundant life, uh, a, a bountiful life, a, a great life, better than what we have now? Even if, even if you have a good life now, we can still always have a better life, right? And that's hopefully we strive to do that. But Jesus can help us have an abundant life uh, unlike anything else in this world or anybody else. But most people get caught up trying to live their own lives and, and make their own life abundant. And we are, uh, we are successful in many ways of doing that. Um, but many people are so consumed about their own life that they are... Uh, not concerned about anybody else or anybody else's life or their well-being. But Jesus didn't just say those comforting words to uh, leave them suspended in air. Not only did he say those words, but he showed us that he really meant those that he wanted to save us and, and give us everlasting life and to have us uh, a, a life more abundantly because it's one thing to say something. But then it's another thing to actually do what you say or, or mean, uh, do what you mean. And so uh, Jesus doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants all to come to uh, repentance and have everlasting life. And so what did he do? Jesus came to this world. Uh, by He robed himself in flesh. He took our sins upon his back and all the sins of the world, and he carried them up to uh, Calvary on a cross, and there he took my place on the cross. 
He took your place on the cross because uh, when people sin in God's eyes, that is, uh, that is worthy of death. But Jesus said, hey, I'm not going to allow that. I love them so much that I'm going to stand in the place and I will take their place on the cross so that I can, that I can have a life more abundantly. Uh, and so uh, I'm so thankful that Jesus took my sins and any future sins and he covered them and made a way that we can, we can get back to him, that we can go to heaven, that Jesus is making a way so that we can go to heaven and be with him. Amen. And so uh, not only did he say that he wants us to be saved, but he also uh, acted that out, whatever that had to be. He backed up his words by that. John 8 and 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The only thing that has the power to set you free is the truth. How many are thankful for truth? The truth is truth. There's so many opinions in this world. There's so many opinions in this room, but there's only one truth, right? And, and, and truth is truth. We have to acknowledge that truth does not change. Absolute truth does not change no matter what you and I think about it or what our feelings are that day or what our opinions are. Uh, truth is truth. And, and so uh, me personally, I don't want some kind of watered-down truth. I don't want uh, truth that is 60% true or 80% true or 90% true. I want it all. I want the full effect. I want the full experience. Whatever that is, I want it all. Um, I, I don't want to have my, uh, my lemonade or my fruit punch watered down like I do to my kids. You know, we're not kids. We're adults, right? We can, t we're, we, we can have the full concentration of it, right? We don't have to worry about somebody else going in the corner and adding, adding some water to my, my cup and, oh, look at a nice full glass of orange juice, kids. Let's, let's drink it up. Uh, as much as, as we do that with our children, uh, I don't want somebody to do that to me when it regards to the Bible or what, or what God says. I want the full can. I want it all, the 100% uh, orange juice, 100% word of God. Uh, and so, but we have to understand uh, that many people uh, out there may do that, may water it down. And you, and you can water it down just by not telling everything. You can only just say a little bit and, 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 and act like that is all of it. Uh, that means you're watering it down. And so there is enough hurt and headache in the world. Uh, it seems that we have to be on guard more and more and more. And so we are more hesitant to trust people. We live in a world that is drenched with deceit and lies and, and embellishments. And now, uh, uh, who, who do we trust? And so where is truth? Where can I go to hear unfiltered, unadulterated, uh, raw truth that has the power to transform my life? Because the Bible says, if you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, I want to be set free of my problems, my worries, the strife in life, my anxiety, uh, my sickness, whatever it is, I want to be set free. So we need to know the truth and uh, we can go to a church that preaches the truth uh, that will, you'll encounter the full effect of it because we're not going to hold anything back. 
what the Bible says is that what we preach. Uh, the good parts and the bad parts. Sure, we'd like to just uh, just to focus on all the good things, but then aren't we watering down the truth? Aren't we kind of deceiving ourselves when we don't only focus on a few, a few things and not the rest and not pay attention to that? Well, uh, we're deceiving ourselves. And so uh, here at Apostolic Praise, we like to declare that we preach the whole truth. Everything the Bible says from the front to the back, uh, we're going to declare whether we like it or not. It's not our words. It's God's word. And we have to let it be known. We have to let the truth out. And then we have to de- deal with the truth. We on an individual level, we have to decide what we're going to do with this. Because it's not my word, it's the word of God. The word doesn't change. It is forever established in heaven. And so understanding that and knowing that, we know that that is, uh, that is truth. And so um, we want to preach it all. And so uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. And so that is the word of God. So we have to receive that and we have to believe that. And so talking about believing in him and what that means. Uh, John 3.16 is, is probably the modern uh, the staple of Christianity across the world. That is the one, uh, if there's one verse that is broadcasted around the world, that is John 3.16, and it is a great verse. Um, and, and so uh, trying to compact the Bible down in one verse, it does a, it does a pretty good job. Uh, so, But what does that mean? Just sadly, it seems like many people just say that you just believe in Jesus and then you're good to go. That whosoever believeth in him uh, should not perish but have everlasting life. We all want that, of course. And if the Bible says that, then that's, that's the truth. Uh, and so, so what does believing in Jesus, what does, that even, what does that really mean? Believe that he's out there um, and that means you're good? Many people believe in Santa Claus. Does that mean that everything's fine for them? Uh, and so it has to, what does believing in him mean? Um, if you're driving your car and uh, a, a light flashes on your, your dashboard there, the little, little gas tank thing, uh, low fuel, um, you have a choice. You can believe that or not. You have a choice. This, what's this computer trying to tell me? I don't believe that. I've done that before. Yeah. I don't believe, I still got some gas in there. I know, I still got some gas in there. Come to find out, um, I was wrong. And so believing is a part of everyday life. Uh, so, but, but, but believing that light that flashes on, if you really believe that, then you're going to do something about it, won't you? I don't have to go down to the gas station and ask anybody there, do you have faith that your tank is low? I know that they know, I know that they believe that their tank is low. They don't have to tell that to me. I know by their actions that, hey, these people believe in that their gas tank is low. And because of their belief in that truth, they're doing something about it. So it's, it's more than just believing. But if you really believe in something, it's going to affect your life. You're going to want to do something about it. Whatever it is that you're believing, if you really believe it, you're going to do something about it, right? Right? 
Let's just take a, a crazy example. Let's just say if you uh, heard on the news that a hurricane is coming this way. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, just a hurricane comes your way. You can believe it or not. A hurricane doesn't care about what your opinion is. A hurricane is truth and it's coming. Uh, and so uh, you got to decide, do you, do you really believe that news or you don't? And if you really believe that news, guess what? You'll be at Home Depot buying stuff, right? You, you can drive down the road and see somebody boarding up their windows. You don't have to stop and ask them, hey, do you believe a hurricane's coming here? Do you believe, do you believe a hurricane's coming? You don't have to ask that. You already know, don't you? And you don't even you didn't even ask you didn't even talk to that person, but you can see their faith. They they believe that something is coming, and their faith has done something. Hey, I got to do something about this truth that I received because if I truly believe it, then I'm going to do something about it. And that is uh, so. What does that mean when the when John three sixteen says, uh, "Believe in Him, and you shall not perish, but have everlasting life." So if I apply that verse to everyday things in our life, the way we treat things every day, the things we believe, that also then should also impact our life some degree, right? If you're driving down the road and you see that uh, light turn yellow, either you're going to, I think you're going to believe that it's going to turn red soon. Why? Because either you step on the pedal or you step on the brake. Uh, not going to ask you which one you are. But on the road, you're, we, nobody has to ask you if you believe because there's going to be an action because you truly believe that that's, that's turning red and you need to get out of that intersection. And so your belief causes you to do something. Uh, and so what does uh, our belief in him, in Jesus, what does that look like in our lives? James says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Meaning, if you uh, believe in something but you're not doing anything about it, then you really don't believe in it. If you don't board up, uh, if you don't board up for a hurricane, then you really don't believe it's coming. Or you don't believe it's going to be that bad. Or maybe, you, maybe if you're one of the crazy people who thought it was going to Tampa and not coming here. And so you didn't do as much as maybe you should have. Uh, and so, but verse 18, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Uh, and so you don't have to ask somebody uh, about their faith, but if they're doing, if they're living their faith out, you, you'll be able to tell by what they're doing. And again, it's not our works uh, that's, that saves us. It's not doing these certain things that save us. It's our faith that's causing us to do that. Uh, and so if we believe in Jesus, then our faith should be evident in some way in our life. And so I, I know that we all uh, believe in him, but I, I hope that we can uh, see our faith in each other. Not just here on Sundays, obviously showing up here on a Sunday, uh, you're demonstrating that you have some, uh, some Christianity faith, some faith in God, either that or you just smell uh, barbecue and you're just here for that. Whatever it is, we're all here for that too. Uh, but 
But it's not, you, you showed up here today. You didn't show up at a, a, a Muslim mosque. You didn't show up at a Hindu temple. Uh, if you believe in that, then that's where they, those, those people show up at. But uh, uh, again, here, uh, I, we believe in Jesus, and we believe in the word of God, and we believe that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, and so what does that mean to believe in Jesus? Not just professing him like people profess Santa Claus. So what does it mean to believe in him? In John 3.16, we, we, we hold to that word and that verse. We love that verse. But what if we just backed up a few verses earlier and listened to what Jesus says? Because if we're, if we're willing to believe John 3.16, then we should really believe any part of John chapter 3, right? Or we're just only adhering to one verse in the whole Bible. That's all you need to know. But believing in Jesus means you're going to believe in what he says because he said that, John 3.16. So, uh, so what else did Jesus say? Did he just show up at, 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 and, and as born of Mary in his first words where uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and then he just went back to heaven? Is that all Jesus said and he left? Or did he say other things? And so we, if we're going to believe in Jesus, we have to believe in everything he said. Either he spoke truth or he didn't. Or either he spoke one nugget of truth and the other, we don't really know what he talked about. So we believe he is God manifested in the flesh. So every word that Jesus spoke is truth. And so we got to hold on to that. And if, if we're going to believe in John 3.16, we're going to have to believe in everything else he said, right? Otherwise, we may be watering things down for us. So back up a few verses, uh, John chapter 3 and verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That one seems a little bit more weighty than John 3.16. Well, let's just say it's a little bit more detailed. Not weighty, it's just detailed. More We have more detail there. And so if we have no problem with John 3.16, then we probably we shouldn't have a problem with this one either. Say, it's Jesus saying these things. And again, our faith uh, in what Jesus said, Jesus said you got to be born of the water and of the spirit or otherwise you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Um, either we're going to believe in what he said or not. And how, how are we going to know if, you, if we really believe in that, then... We'll say, if Jesus says I need to be born of the water, then I, I need to be born of the water. No matter what my opinion of that may be, uh, Jesus said I need to be born of the water and of the spirit can't, uh, in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and so verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Now we're uh, in 2022. Uh, there's obviously our, we're deep in cultural wars uh, about, uh, about everything really. Uh, but, you know, talking about uh, genders and, and all these gender identities and all these things and um, how they can just change on a daily basis, whatever you feel like it is. And um, the truth of the matter is, uh, no matter how you were born, Jesus says you got to be born again. 
So we can hold on to however, whatever argument we can say, I was born this way or whatever. But Jesus says, uh, that's fine. But if you want to get in the kingdom of heaven, you got to be born again a different way. Uh, born again according to the word of God, according to what Jesus says. And so we can take all of our differences and all these things, but they have to be funneled through the verse that you have to be born again in order to see the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and so whatever our opinions may be, again, they got to match up with truth. What does truth say? I got to be born again. Okay, so how am I going to respond to what Jesus says about being born again? And so if I see you going to a church, you don't have to tell me you're, you're a Christian, you're here. Um, if, if you believe in heaven and you truly want to enter the kingdom of God, then Jesus is saying, let me see your faith. I want you to be born again, born of the water and of the spirit. And so if you did that, then I'll know that you're believing what Jesus says. You're believing in him. And so there are people out there in the world that believe that if I'm a nice person, that I'm going to enter the kingdom of heaven. All you got to do is be a nice person. I'm still looking for that verse that says that. Maybe it's in a different translation. I don't know. But if you know where that verse is, let me know. I've been searching for years trying to find that because people believe that. Uh, and so uh, Jesus is saying that uh, you need to be born again in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. And so uh, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to stand before the judgment seat of Christ uh, with, my, with my personal belief and to come to find out that it's been watered down, that I, that I watered it down, or I allowed somebody to water this down, and I come up short. At that point, there's no time. There's no other opportunity to, 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 to make the changes that we need. Second um, Thessalonians 1 and 7 says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that one day Jesus is coming back. Anybody believe Jesus is coming back? I believe it's soon and very soon. Uh, we're, we're, the way the world's going, I'm looking around every corner. Jesus, when are you coming back? Because it's just getting crazy out there. You can't, we can't imagine it getting crazier, but it, it very well might be. Uh, but the Bible says that Jesus is coming back and he's taking vengeance on them that don't know God and that obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's more than just obeying or, or believing, but now we're, we're talking about obedience, which also talks lines up with works. If you show me your faith by your works, you'll obey the word of Jesus if you believe in Jesus, you obey what he says. Um, and so obeying not the gospel of Jesus is uh, he's coming to take vengeance on those who don't do that. 1 Peter 4 and 7, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? So uh, here's another verse. Not more than just talking about believing in the gospel, but now obeying the gospel. 
And so uh, uh, our faith in the gospel should cause us to do something uh, about that. And if we truly believe in Jesus and in his word, then we should uh, be like, okay, Lord, I need to do whatever you need me to do. I want to do what you want me to do. And, and, and so I guess the, the question now is, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? Because if I have to obey the gospel, I want to find out what that is and how do I do that in my life, right? I mean, maybe it's just me, but if that, that verse doesn't sound too pleasant, so I want to figure out what the gospel is and how do I obey it so that I can uh, uh, align myself with the Bible. We see in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye may have received wherein ye stand. Okay, this is good. A good start. He's getting ready to declare the gospel, what that is. Um, verse 2, by which also you are saved, saved by the gospel, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And so that is the gospel. The gospel means good news. And so what is the good news? That Jesus uh, died for my sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. So that is what is known as the gospel. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Because uh, we needed, he needed to die for sin. He needed to be buried, but he also didn't need to stay buried. He needed to rise again. And so it's one thing for a, a, a holy man to die and to speak truth and to die, but if he can't defeat death, if he's still buried somewhere, then how much, how much should I really listen to that, to that guy? If Jesus died, he was buried, and then he rose again on the third day, to me that sounds like, man, even death cannot defeat him. I want to go with him. I want him on my team. I picked Jesus to be on my team because if death ever shows up, I know Jesus has proven himself that he can defeat death. And so as captain, I picked Jesus to be on my team. Isn't that what we do? We want to pick the best? So why not pick the only guy who rose from the dead? Jesus Christ. And so uh, that gives some uh, validity to what he is saying then. Because truth uh, cannot be uh, covered up or hid or uh, disguised. Truth is always going to be uh, made known. And so he has power over death, hell, and the grave. And so uh, I, I want to hear what else he has to say. Because, again, not even hearing what he has to say, just by his actions, uh, he stands out. Jesus stands out from every other religion out there, every other holy, holy person out there because they're all still dead. My Jesus is not dead. My Jesus is alive and well. He's sitting on the throne in heaven, and we can feel his presence because he moves in this place, and that's why we want to get him inside of us to be filled with the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God inside of us so that he can be with me. I don't want anybody else out there because they're all still dead. I want Jesus with me. He's proven himself to be God, and uh, he wants to be with me, and so I want to have him in my life. And so, um, uh, therefore, we need to be 
uh, born again, uh, as Jesus said. Uh, so the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, and so how do we, how do we obey that? We've, we figured out what the gospel is, but how do I obey death, burial, and resurrection? Um, uh, I can understand how I can bury, uh, obey death, uh, but after that it kind of seems like game over for me. Uh, if, you, if somebody kills me, I got death checked off, but there's still two more parts and I'm dead and I can't do those. So it's not obviously a physical death, is it? Romans 6 and 1 says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live uh, any there longer in? So uh, how we die uh, and identify with Jesus is that we turn from sin. We turn from the wickedness and ungodliness. And we turn from those uh, ungodly ways of, of living and say, I'm turning to Jesus. I, I'm dying out to that world, that old life, those, those days. I'm not going to those places anymore doing those things. I'm, I'm going to die out to that, and so I'm going to go back to Jesus. That is a part of, of dying out, and that is also called repentance. When we repent, we turn to God, and we turn away, we stop doing those things. Uh, and so to die is also meanings to repent and turn from sin. So verse 3 um, says, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So now we talked about death, uh, how, how we obey that. But being buried, we're just told right here how we are buried. Uh, we are buried with Jesus in baptism. Doesn't that align up with what Jesus said, being born of the water, being baptized in water, also aligns up with being buried with him in baptism. And so we get baptized in the name of Jesus because that is the only saving name. That is a name that is given above all names. Uh, and Jesus is the name of the Father, is the name of the Son, is the name of the Holy Ghost. That is the only name to be baptized in. And so why get baptized in any other name? There's only one name, and that name is Jesus. Amen. And so John 5.43, Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. I come in my Father's name. This is Jesus. So Jesus is the Son. I come in my Father's name. The Father's name is Jesus. John 14, 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, and the Father will send in my name, in the name of Jesus is the Comforter coming, teach you all things, bring you all things, the remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And so we have the, the Father's name, Jesus, the Son named Jesus, the Holy Ghost named Jesus. And to keep it simple, there's only one God. He's all the same, right? There's no differences in our God. He is one God, uh, Father above, above all, through all, and in you all. Uh, and so that is what we uh, believe in, in the name of Jesus. Ephesians 4 and 5 says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one baptism uh, and so Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, baptize him in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Um, but we just covered what those names were. Those aren't names, are they? Father, Son, Holy Ghost is not a name. Um, I am a father. I am a son. I am an uncle. 
that's not my name. There's a name that encapsulates all of those things, and that's Phil. My name is Phil. Uh, and so the name of Jesus is named Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all in one. And so that's the name to get baptized in. If you've been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, with nobody's, you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus. We've got to say the name of Jesus uh, because uh, otherwise we're, not, we're just speaking titles. We're not speaking the name. And so if you haven't been baptized, in Jesus' name, or you don't even remember how you are baptized, uh, we have a baptismal tank here ready to go. We have robes. You can get baptized today in the name of Jesus. Why would I want to do that? Because Jesus says, I need to be born again. I need to be born of the water and of the spirit. I need to be buried with him in baptism. And so if you haven't done that and you want to do that, just let somebody know and we will we'll get we'll arrange that for you because we need to do that if we believe in him. John 3, 16, if we believe in Jesus, we also believe in what he said. And he says, I need to get baptized. And so I encourage you and invite you all, uh, if you haven't done that, to do that today. Musicians, if you would come. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, again, uh, we're, we're talking about the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection, and how do we identify that? How do we obey that? Death was repenting and dying out. Burying, being buried with Jesus was to be baptized. And uh, what about uh, resurrection and receiving a new life? Um, how do we I, obey that? Peter just wrapped it all up here. Uh, repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. Um, and so that seems like it, it, it covers the, the gospel there. And so how do we uh, know that we've received the Holy Ghost? Because we know when we, we're repenting, we know when we've been baptized, but how do we know when we receive the Holy Ghost? Acts chapter 8 and verse 14 uh, says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, and who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet as he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So uh, baptism, being baptized doesn't mean you get the Holy Ghost. Because here we see that uh, they were baptized, but yet they did not receive the Holy Ghost yet. It had not fallen upon them. And so uh, we need to figure that out too, right? Uh, another example, Acts chapter 10 and verse 47 can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as we? So here's a different, here's a different situation. They got the Holy Ghost, but they hadn't been baptized yet. So it, it can, you know, it's either or. However, however God does it in your life, many people get baptized and then get the Holy Ghost, but some people will get the Holy Ghost and then get baptized. But we can see here that there are two different experiences uh, because they're, they're differentiated here in the verses that uh, these got baptized, but they haven't got the Holy Ghost. And these people got the Holy Ghost, but they haven't been baptized yet. So uh, those two things we need to make sure that we do in our lives so that we are obeying the Bible and obeying what Jesus said to be born of the water and of the Spirit. And so, but again... 
they were all uh, being baptized in the name of Jesus. And so um, we covered the death, burial, and now we're talking about receiving the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? How do we know? Romans 8 and 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So we need his spirit, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We need that in order to obey that, right, to identify, to connect with the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, and so because without the spirit, we are, we are none of his. We don't have that power. We're powerless. It's the spirit that gives us power to, to live that new life and to be that new person uh, because if we've only repented and, and been baptized, where the, the process is not complete yet. There's still more to be done. And so we need to receive the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and how do we do that or how do we know that? John chapter 3 and verse 8, Jesus is continuing his conversation about being born again. He hasn't got to John 3.16 yet. We're only on verse 8. Uh, he says, The wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goest. If you remember, if you were here for the hurricane, you heard the, you heard the wind blowing, didn't you? You didn't know which way it was going, right? You just heard it coming and heard it going. You don't know what direction. You heard the wind. You heard the sound. You heard a sound. And you can tell something was happening. Uh, and so Jesus said, uh, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Everyone that is born of the Spirit, you're going to hear a sound. You're going to hear something that helps you know, hey, I got the Spirit. Why? How do you, how do you know you got the Spirit? I heard something. I heard the wind blowing. I heard a sound. Uh, and so that is what Jesus is telling us uh, about being born of the water and born of the Spirit. Acts chapter 10 and verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as as many as came with Peter, because on, that, on the Gentiles the Holy Ghost was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know they got the Holy Ghost? They, 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 you can tell when somebody got baptized, because they get wet, right? How do you know when to get the Holy Ghost? Jesus said, you're going to hear a sound. And so verse 46, they knew they got the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as we? And so there you go. There's a sign. You're going to hear something when you get filled with the Holy Ghost uh, because the supernatural spirit of God comes in your life and, and we're just a mere little human can you imagine the all-powerful God is going to come inside your life, and you're not going to be you're not you're not going to be affected by it at all? Oh, that was nice. The God who spoke this world into existence just came inside of me, and I I, I barely even flinched. It doesn't really add up to me. 
if you have this super powerful God coming inside of you, you're going to feel it. You're going to know something's going on. You're, maybe you'll shake or maybe you'll raise your hands. Or, but Jesus said you're going to hear a sound uh, from heaven and that is of a rushing mighty wind. You're going to hear a sound, people speaking in tongues, and that's a, a, a sound that you, we don't, I don't know that language. I don't know what you're saying and I can't comprehend that, but it must be a supernatural thing going on. And so if, you, if you've been in church and if, if, if you uh, believe you've got the Holy Ghost and have the Spirit of God, if you haven't spoken in another language, if you haven't heard something, then you need to strive for that experience. God, I'm, Jesus said there's going to be a sound. I want to I hear that sound in my life. I just don't want to believe it, but I'm going to hear it in my life, uh, evidenced by some supernatural form of God saying something in me. And so uh, that is what uh, it means to obey the gospel is to be repent and to be baptized in Jesus' name, to fill the Holy Ghost. How do you know? Because you got wet and uh, you got you heard a sound, something saying that you didn't know where it came from, but all of a sudden you just heard something. That's the Holy Ghost. And it's nothing to be afraid of because God is here and he's looking at, this is what God wants for you and I. And so we, if we trust in him, if we believe in him, then we got to believe in his word and what the Bible says that I need to be born again. Amen. So if you stand with me today. Acts chapter 2 verse 1, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house like they were, where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance, as the Spirit gave them the words. Uh, it's not something that uh, I can tell you how to do it. I can tell you what happens, but I can't make you speak in another language. I, I can't hold a gun to your head and make you get the Holy Ghost. No, this is a supernatural thing, but we have to release ourselves. we got to believe. Say, God, I believe in your word. I believe what your Bible says. I believe that I need to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. And if we truly believe that, then we're, we're going to respond, aren't we? Well, our faith is going to cause us to do something and say, I, I need a hold of that. I want to get a hold of that in my life. If that is available for me, I need that more than ever. And so if you haven't received the Holy Ghost, good news is I feel the Holy Ghost here in this place. And what we feel on the outside is just going to go on the inside. And so you can receive the Holy Ghost today. God wants to fill you today with your, His Spirit more than you probably realize. But it comes to that point where we got to respond in faith and say, Okay, Lord, I see the light. The light has come on. Now i got to do something about it. I've heard the word. I've heard the word of God. Now I've got to do something about it. I believe it, but now is my faith going to drive me to do what I need to do, to respond to faith? And so as we close out this service today, I wonder if we can all just come down to the front. We're all, we're all just going to come down. We can just pray together down here. You don't got to single anybody out. You can come if you want. If you feel comfortable, you want to come. But we're just all going to come down here together. 
and we're all going to pray together because we all need Jesus. doesn't matter how long you've been going to church, you still need Jesus. You still need a touch in your life. You still need to hear the voice of God, and you still need to obey the Word of God, whatever it is, however that looks in your life. Amen. So as we're making our way down, we're just all going to uh, align ourselves with the, the Bible, uh, and we can all repent. That's something we all can do. If you've already been, you've been baptized, we're not going to rebaptize everybody. Uh, unless if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, we can do that. Uh, but I think if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you don't need to get baptized again. Um, and so we're just going to all pray together uh, and repent and say, God, search my heart. I've done bad things. I've said bad things. I've had bad thoughts. I haven't done what I should have been doing. All of these things in God's eyes in our sin. And so we just want to ask God to search our hearts and, and to forgive us. The Bible says if we, are faith, if we ask for forgiveness, he is faithful and just and he will forgive our sins. And so... Just believing in him, knowing, saying, God, forgive me of my sins. And if you say that with, your, with a meaningful heart, God can forgive you of your sins, and he will. And so we're going to do that together. If we can just close our eyes, we don't need to look at anybody, because this is uh, all between us and God. It doesn't concern anybody else about my heart and my life with God. And so we just begin to close our eyes and just begin to pray and ask God to, to forgive you of your sins. Will you do that with me? Lord Jesus, God, I ask you, Lord, right now, I thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, that we can come and gather together in this place. Thank you, Jesus, for your hand upon each and every one of us, for keeping us safe. Hallelujah, for bringing us here today, God. We know that we've, we're not perfect, God. We make mistakes all the time, and we mess up, God, but we're trying to obey the gospel today and turning from those things. God, I don't want to do those things anymore. God, forgive me of my sins that I've committed. Forgive me of any thought that I've had, any bad deed that I've done, or any bad thing I've said. God, forgive me of that. Forgive me of what I haven't done that I should have done. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus. Can we all clap our hands? Can we thank him? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you for your grace and your mercy today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now that we have that, we're going uh, to pray. If, if you want the Holy Ghost, we believe God can fill you with that, the Holy Ghost. Does anyone want the Holy Ghost? If you want the Holy Ghost and you want to come down to the front or, 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 or grab, get, get a hold of somebody and say, hey, will you pray with me to get the Holy Ghost? And so we're going to take a time to pray uh, for one another if you want, but not just pray for the Holy Ghost. Many people have that. But we're going to pray for needs. We have tons of needs. We believe we can pray for needs, right? If, you have a, if you're sick, the Bible talks about praying for the sick and believing that they can be healed. I believe that. Why? Because the Bible says that. It's not my words. It's not my opinions. The Bible says there can be a healing uh, through prayer, and God can heal that. Maybe you have a friend or family member that you want to pray for. That's fine. We're just going to pray together, okay? So will you... Will you turn to somebody next to you and ask them if what, what can we pray for if you, you have a need that you want to pray for uh, we can pray together uh, whether it's just just a family member if you're sick in your body we'll pray for that if you want to get the Holy Ghost uh, let somebody know will you pray with me to get the Holy Ghost I want to get the Spirit of God
all right? Uh, and so we're going to begin to pray. And so if you talk to somebody, if somebody's talked to you, let's just close our minds together and close our eyes and begin to pray together for those needs, okay? Let's do that in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you right now, Lord, you see each and every need here, those that are spoken and unspoken. God, we know that you can meet every single need, whether it be sickness or depression or fear. We plead the blood of Jesus over every situation, every mind in this place. We, we rebuke every unclean spirit. We bind every unclean spirit that is contrary to the work of the Lord here today. Let the, the spirit of God be loose in this place. Come on, let faith be loose. Let the gift of faith be released here that God can do something. And that the miracles, signs, and wonders. Come on, come on, let's pray for one. Let's lift up our voice. Let's lift up our voice and pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, I pray for my brother who needs a, a healing. And my sister, she needs a touch. I believe the power of God is here. Come on, will you bind together and pray? Let's worship the Lord as we pray together. What is it that you need from God today? What is it that you need in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Let healing be released. Let the healing virtue flow in this place today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's continue to worship and pray as we sing unto the Lord. If you want to get baptized in Jesus' name, let somebody know. If you want us to pray, you have a specific need or, or a healing, you can come on front down. Or you, you want us to pray for you, I'll pray for somebody. Come on, whatever it is that you need, God is here. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together and continue to pray as we close out this service today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy, Jesus. They say this mountain can Hallelujah, Jesus. What is your mountain? It can be moved today. They say it can be sickness. It can be disease. God is greater than that.
shout thank you Jesus thank you Lord for your word today thank you Lord for what you are doing in my life in my family my friends Jesus help us Jesus hallelujah hallelujah there's always a, a place to grow in God we never reach a level where there's nothing for you man our lifelong journey is drawing closer and closer to God and studying his word and Whatever it says, that we want to be obedient to it. Amen. And it doesn't always happen to happen, have to happen here. But if you're wherever you are and you're seeking God, God can touch you where you're at. Amen. I know people who got the Holy Ghost where they're in their bedroom, in their living room. It doesn't have to be here, but if you're hungry enough, you start seeking God. God's going to show up in your life. Just keep drawing closer and closer to him, and he will be there for you and be with you. Amen, amen. So if you, if you want to get baptized, amen, just come and see me. We can baptize you. Uh, amen. Believe in God's doing great things here today. And he is not done. His service, the service may be ending, but what God wants to do in your life is not over. He wants to go with you and continue working in your life the rest of the week and the rest of your, of your life. Amen. Because it's a relationship. It's a walk with Jesus. Amen. And so we uh, thank you again for coming. Uh, if my wife come up, she wants to, uh, oh, she wants to get baptized. Praise God. See that? I don't, I don't have to ask her if she believes or not. I know. She wants to get baptized. She's believing, right? So we're going to baptize her while we dismiss you all. Uh, and so anybody else, sometimes it's always a scared to be the first one. Somebody always else is being first. So come second or third, we'll baptize you as well. God bless. Amen. Well, welcome all. My name is Taylor, and I'm so glad that you are all here today. I am up here to give some instruction about after service. Um, at the close of service where Brother Buck is standing, if you could wave your hands, those doors will open up and you'll go out that way. Mission Barbecue is set up ready to serve you. Um, and there's drinks as you're coming around. There's plenty of seating. Um, we have inflatables out there for the children. We do have people helping to man the inflatables. But as always, please also keep an eye on your children. Um, 
and we don't have anyone that's parked right there but as you're going to leave today if you can please make sure that you're very cautious of children in the parking lot we try to block off where kids would be playing but just keep your eyes upon them so that way we don't have any horrible accidents or anything like that um we are so glad all of our guests are here if you can give everyone that's here a big hand clap so glad you're all here joining us today um, please, if you uh, are a guest and you've brought guests, if you could please make sure that they eat first, uh, get in line with them. You can, if you brought them, get in line right with them. Let's make sure that our guests come first. Parents, please make sure that you are with your children in line. Um, so that way they're not getting barbecue all over themselves and everything else. Um, there's Pelican Snowballs here today as well. It's unlimited. So you get as many as you want. Try all the flavors, flavors that you'd like to. Uh, but we're so excited you are all here today. And we are going to have a baptism. And during the course of the meal, if you decide, you know what, I really wanted to get baptized, but I didn't want to do it right then because everyone was watching, just let somebody know. Let the person that invited you know. Let me know. Let somebody know. And we are happy to come inside and baptize you later on if you'd like that. Or if you need prayer, if there was something you wanted prayer about but you were afraid to ask for it right now, feel free during lunch. Say, hey, would you mind praying with me about this? And we will right then and there. So on that note, we're going to pray for the food, and then we will be dismissed. Lord, thank you, God, for this wonderful day. Thank you, Lord, for every soul that is gathered in this place today. God, I am so grateful that I'm able to worship you, God, with all of these beautiful people. I ask you, Lord, to bless all of the food, nourish it to our bodies. Let us have a wonderful time of fellowship uh, and community today, God. Lord, keep your hand upon everyone as they travel home later on today. In Jesus' name, everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to stay in here to be a part of the baptism, but you are more than welcome to make your way that way and start eating.